All right, welcome to the I Can't Deal With This podcast. How we doing, guys? We have the normal compadres. We have Adam back in town. How we feeling? What it do, baby? How, how was up? Texas? I mean, it was all right. I mean, I'm back. You back. Better than ever. Better than ever. Better. Then we than got then ever. we got Gabe on the ones and twos. How we feeling? How are you feeling, Gabe? Feeling good, man. Classes start back up tomorrow, though, so that's H- sad. How's the semester looking right now? It's busy. Yeah, it's pretty busy. Got a lot of engineering stuff. How many credits you taking? I think 17. 17? Damn. My bad, folks. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's your, like, weekly schedule look like now? Um. Well, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I got a class that starts at 7.30 in the morning. So, I mean, that's... 7.30 in the morning? Yeah, that's rough. That's tough. That's yeah. tough. But, I don't remember the last time I went up. I don't remember the last time I've been up at 7.30. I mean, yeah. yeah. Now, everybody, all of our millions and millions of listeners, the wild car weekend is behind us, and all our millions and millions of listeners are, are wondering, Adam, how do you feel about the Saints, man? Man, guys, I love my Saints. And... I do believe it was a push-off. I, I was kind of upset for them not challenging the push-off um, from the top. But the Vikings are the better team that day. I, I mean, I feel like overall we're the better team. It shouldn't have got to It shouldn't have got to where it was the last play. And I'm going to give it to Mike Zimmerman and Kirk Cousins and especially Dalvin Cook. He played very well. I'm going to give it to the Vikings. They just straight up beat us. I mean, our offense went quiet very early in the game Taysom Hill was our only spark place yeah and um bro that was a dime from Taysom Hill man hey if Teddy goes and Drew Brees leaves I won't feel bad having Taysom Hill as I start right. quarterback all right backup question would you rather have Taysom Hill as your quarterback or Muhammad Sanu as your quarterback hey I you might sleep on it but Muhammad Sanu is like 14 for 14 with like six touchdowns. Dude, my boy Muhammad Sanu is throwing dimes, especially when he was in Cincinnati. Uh, I'm going to say uh, – I'm going to go just take the nail. Okay. Nail. What um, do you think – what, what do you think, buddy, before we go back to the Saints? No, I'll, I'll go Taysom Hill too. Man, y'all are sleeping on Muhammad Sanu. I'm sorry, Adam. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just – I mean, it happened. Um, you know, I hate, the, I hate the Vikings. I hate Stephon <laughs> Stephon Diggs, I know you're not hearing this, but you're not good. Who said Who said he's not hearing this? We have millions and millions of followers. Sure we did. <laughs> but you're, I, you're, I honestly think, though, and me, we, me and you might disagree on this, mm-hmm. but I think if they would have challenged it and for the push-off, I don't think there was enough conclusive evidence to overturn it. Like, yeah, honestly. Yeah, but I think – I think – you have to challenge it still, you know. No, I agree. Just because I agree. like it's the last play of the game, you just because it's the last play of the game, you have to challenge stuff like that. Um, we're gonna talk about this a little bit later. The Seahawks and the 49ers game, the last game of 2019, like they challenged that because simply because like we all like anyone, a blind man could solve that that like that uh, Hollister tight end didn't get in. Yeah, but they challenged it because it was the last play. Yeah, and it's just. I thought they, I thought they should have challenged it. Uh, I think with bad officiating on both sides. I'm not just saying on the Saints. I think there was a lot of calls the Saints did against the Vikings that they didn't call. So I think it was a mess of a game. Uh, congratulations to the Vikings. Um, Dude, yeah. the re- like the referees are like in the NFL right now are becoming a problem. They yeah. are, and it's and like a lot of the times it's like one or two here or there. But now it's starting to become, like, so common that it's becoming a distraction to the game. Of, like, it shouldn't be either every other play is a, like, every other play is a flag, but it also shouldn't be that you get, You don't get a flag called. You don't get a flag all game. So, it was definitely a wild game. Uh, The Vikings-Saints was a wild game. Dude, to me, though, the game that I was shocked by was – the Patriots and Titans. No, no I was because, like, in my mind, in my heart of hearts, I really thought, like, Tom Brady, Tom, Tom Brady, he hasn't looked good all season, but Tom Brady is still 
if not the GOAT, one of the top three GOATs in the NFL history. And if anybody can turn it on when the postseason starts, he's one of the best postseason players of all time. And Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman, last year's MVP. Quiet, yeah, he was quiet. And, and he kept dropping balls. And so, like, Derrick Henry, and I, I have a hot take, and I want to hear your like you guys' opinion on it, but I personally think Derrick Henry is the Bo Jackson of today's NFL. Just because, dude, Bo Jackson was so dominant, he could run you over, and he could, like, take outrun games, you, yeah. and he could take over the day, take over games he was dominant. I think that Derrick Henry quietly has that same potential, and he's huge. He's seven foot, four hundred pounds, runs a four three, pretty much. That's about that's accurate. That's accurate. <laughs> Approximately, <laughs> but he has that ability to take over games, and he's so big that nobody wants to nobody wants to tackle him. No, I've liked Derrick Henry for a long time. Like I, honestly, I was saying this earlier. I think. The way he's playing now is the way I thought he was going to play like as soon as he came in, really. But I think he's shown that he's a workhorse. He At the end of the year, he played through, I think, a hamstring injury or something like that for a few games. Then he finally sat out week 16, I think, or something like that. What do you all but, think is the, the cause? Because Derrick Henry, his fault, at least for because I've had him for like three straight years in fantasy, is he's pretty quiet the first like – half of the year, but the last half he goes off. Why do you think that he like he's pretty quiet the first because half? The beginning of the year, everybody's like, We have people ball about six months. I'm ready to hit somebody. The beginning of the year is like, I don't wanna hit that big dude no more. <laughs> like <laughs> dude. Yeah. yeah. And I think that kind of going back to that Bo Jackson comparison, same way that Adam was talking about, same way he can dominate games, I think that Derrick Henry, like if he becomes an all like all season back, he could be in one of those conversations when we look back on it in 10, 15 years of like one of the greatest, greatest of all season. time. Yeah. Just because he has all the tools, he has the speed, he has the power to become a a two star back of not just power but also speed. But kind of going back to the Titans Patriots game, I was shocked that the Patriots lost. My dad bet me $50 that the Patriots were going to win. My dad's a t huge Tom Brady fan. Yeah, he's a Brady fan. But. He's a huge Tom Brady fan, but I happily took that $50. But I was shocked at how I thought, if anything, it was going to be shootout of like, it was going to be like 30 to 28 or something like that. But Tom Brady still, he did what we, we thought he was going to do, and he didn't do as well as we thought. I think simply the game – Honestly, if you want to boil down to the game was 14-13 Titans. That last pick six, yeah. you know, was – but, you know, you can call it whatever you want to call it. But even though the game was a one-point or six-point game, the Titans, I think, destroyed the Patriots. I think defensively they were in Tom Brady's face all night. Um, offensively, like, Derrick Henry was running down Patriots. And I just was like – and, like, the Titans, uh, they have an identity, and they know what that identity is. I thought the Patriots were going to steal it because there was one drive the Titans had where they were, like, trying to rely on Ryan Tannehill's arm instead of Derrick Henry running the ball, and they had no success yeah, with that Ryan drive. Ryan Tannehill isn't, like, a top-tier, like, he's not an Aaron Rodgers of throwing the ball. No. Gabe, but, what? Go ahead. I'm sorry, but you do got to give it to Ryan Tannehill for coming in I, I'm not gonna say so much changing because I don't think the Titans were that bad with Marcus Mariota, but he came in, he went seven and three, and he looked like he's gonna contract at the end of the year. Gabe, so we've talked about the Saints and we've talked about the Patriots. What was your biggest kind of takeaway from this wild card weekend? Um, well, I think the both of you had the Bills winning, right? Yes. I did actually. Yeah. Well, I I think I was the only one who had the Texans winning, and the reason because of that is because I think. Deshaun Watson has constantly been showing that he's probably the most clutch quarterback in the NFL, maybe. Wow. And I think I, when it came down to it, I would rather have Deshaun Watson in crunch time than Josh Allen. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think, you know, we were saying, like, maybe Josh Allen was trying to get the ball out of bounds, like when he tried to lateral it. But 
I think I that no I, I thought, was, I thought <laughs> it was a smart play. I knew what he was trying to do, but everyone else was not. like, what in the hell? I, was, <laughs> I, mean, I, I was like, <laughs> I thought he was just trying to pitch it to that guy, and I was like, why, okay, why would you do that? But he he ran the ball. He was in the middle of three defenders, so he wasn't getting out of bounds. And he tried to throw it to the tight end to get out of bounds, stop the clock, but – and they stopped the clock, but that was just – that was very dangerous, yes. I thought that – I thought the Bills were going to win for one reason one reason only. Yes, Deshaun Watson is great, and yes, he showed that he is fantastic, but I thought that the defensive line of the Bills was going to run all over – the Houston Texans offensive line, and they did, but Deshaun Watson showed that he could be that guy and, like, still manage to win a game. Um, but also what people don't realize is, like, I didn't – one, I didn't know J.J. Watt was coming back until I saw J.J. Yeah. Watt on the field. <laughs> that, was like, that was a bro. surprise, yeah. And then they – That was big. Yeah, and their rookie right tackle, Cody Ford – like, they didn't help him. They were like, Cody, that's you, dog. <laughs> and, like, they go, he and, did it. He played him. people don't realize, like, J.J. Watt was a difference maker in that game. J.J. Watt was in Ryan Tannehill's face, every, Josh oh, no. Allen's face, every, like, almost every single play. But I thought Josh Allen was going to be, like, dominant. When he went down on, the, like, the first drive, he went yeah. down, and they, they scored. And yeah. I was like, okay, right. All right, I keep wanting to say Ryan Tannehill. Right, yeah. All, All right, right Josh, Josh Allen. Allen, like you might be, you might be the truth, but it's got to be the most Bills way to lose a game of be up te- up sixteen and still lose the game. And like, yeah. dude, it was like a slippery slope. Like the same way in which the Patriots beat the Falcons after like twenty eight three. That's how I felt. Like right when the Texans got that first touchdown, I was like, oh no, yeah, here yeah. we go. But there was one more. Uh, I just want to say one more thing about JJ Watt. Um, I think yeah, that fourth quarter he was in Josh Allen's face a lot. But I think just the fans of the Houston Texans are not you know the most rowdiest fans. But when they saw JJ Watt, dude. They were going wild, man. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's like was that's that like a game time decision or was that like? Had that um, been announced for a while? They were saying possibly he could come back. I think it was a game time decision. But I think he was going to suit up just because, like, just seeing J.J. Watt. The morale. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. seeing it, like, just seeing your captain, man. Yeah. Just seeing your, just seeing your leader. Just seeing, like, your guy out there, bro, talking to the defensive line, talking to offense, like, making making sure the team is down. Keeping the team, keeping the team like I'm pretty sure he was very vocal in the like in the locker room at halftime. We're like, guys, we're down 16-0, but we can still do this. Dude, you know? JJ Watt's got to be one of the best motivational oh, speakers. Dude, yeah, oh, yeah. like other than like Ray Lewis, because Ray Lewis's motivational speeches have me running through a wall. But like <laughs> JJ Watt, I heard his like pregame speech, his defensive line. I was I was ready to run through a wall then, but we we got one more game. We got the NFC, and it honestly what didn't have the same hype as the other three of the Eagles and Seahawks. The Seahawks pulled away. Do you think that, of course, Carson Wentz is a top-tier quarterback, but without that head, head injury, do you think that the Eagles could have pulled it out and won that game, or do you think the Seahawks were destined to win from the start? I think I think with Carson Wentz, the Eagles pro- – I think the Eagles could have pulled it out. Um but they also lost Brandon Graham for like a portion of that game as well. So that that hurt them a lot too and that allowed Russell Wilson to like run around and do his thing. But I think if Carson Wentz had been in there, I think he could have pulled it out. Uh I I just want to say, you know, Josh McCown, man, I'm so happy. A lot of people don't know like uh he's like the uh, quarterback's coach for our local our local Mar- high school Mark Mustangs. Uh, Jacob, I mean Jacob, you used to teach there for a little bit, and like, um, like he was all year, dude. You know, Friday night for the games, he would be in Charlotte, but like Sunday, he would go back to Philadelphia to play for the games yeah. behind you know Carson Wentz, and like, and Carson Wentz is such an injury prone quarterback. I think he knew like eventually he was gonna get in, and of course he's like, well, we're in the playoffs, we're at the end of the season. I'm probably not gonna get in this season, and then. You're in the, you're in the well, game. And he dude, plays so we, well, we, I think. We've talked about this before, but, like, the Eagles, whoever the Eagles training staff is, they need to be fired 
because there are so many people. I think there's like 15 to 20, maybe even more than that. People in which are like on IR or have like that's the season Redskins, in, dog. But yeah, but but the no, Eagles the Eagles like have that two, too. Yeah. Of like you have all of the wide receiver core out. You had that's crazy. Yeah, you yeah. have like. The guy that last week or two weeks ago scored the three touchdowns, he was on the practice practice squad two weeks ago. Well, like, there's yeah. like 15. Zach Ertz is out. And I think it was just like the most fitting Eagles way of the season for Carson Wentz to be out because literally everyone, everyone else, else is out. Yeah, yeah, dude, Boston Scott. Boston Scott was on the Saints practice squad to yeah. start the season. <laughs> and, like, he didn't he score three touchdowns, you know, week, week 17 for the Eagles. And it was like. All right, man. Well, I see you going. So, but going to the Seahawks, the Seahawks might have gotten the biggest steal of the draft in uh, DK DK Metcalf. Oh, dude, DK Metcalf. I mean, he impressed in the combine, but I honestly thought he was going to be like a combine warrior, but not do well in the draft. He he or not do well in the league, but he's doing well in the league too. Yeah, I mean, he looked really really good. Um, the Eagles secondary, they got to get that tattooed up this this draft or. Is off this free agency or something because you can't be letting stuff like that happen, especially if you want to win the game and your starting quarterback's down. That's when you need to play well. And I yeah. think, like, one thing that people aren't like, he's quiet, and that trade was huge for the Seahawks of that Jadavion Clowney trade. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of like, for the Seahawks, that a lot of people questioned Jadavion Clowney of like, yes, he was like a pro bowler. Yes, he was an all pro. But a lot of people didn't see him as that because he was like J.J. Watt's understudy. Yeah. But he is a menace in yeah. Seattle. Like, there were times the reason why Carson Wentz got out is because J.J. Watt hit him so hard. Yeah. Now, did you see that play? It was a it was a helmet to helmet. It should have been flagged. But. It, it looked very suspicious of like, it wasn't like in the heat of battle, like he lowered his head. It was like... Jump, was, run, jump, head first, and yeah, it mean, was kind of suspicious. Gamecock, just saying. Don't talk about my Gamecocks, please. Thank you. Um, I was wondering that too because, dude. So, I'm sorry. Back to the Saints and Viking games. Xavier, oh, Xavier Woods, Xavier Rhodes. He lowered his helmet and he hit the crown. He hit the crown of his helmet to Alan Kamara's jaw, and it actually injured his neck and his shoulder. Yeah, and I'm like refs. You're not going to call that. You you could have called it each way because Alvin Kamara had his helmet down too. And I'm like, like, there's so many concussions. That's why there's helmet-to-helmet rules here. We need to throw those flags to, to save these football players because sooner or later, these concussions, people are going to be try to come for football and be like, are humans allowed to play football with all these concussions and neck injuries? But And it's and it's wild like how the topic has been sparked of like, we're asking football players, like, would you let your child play football? Yeah. And, like, some football players are saying no. no. Like, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't let them play, which is wild in itself. But I have a question for you guys, and it's the what if for today. What if, because we're going to look back to week 17, what if the Seahawks would have got that half yard and would have beat the San Francisco 49ers? What would have happened? How do you think the playoff picture would have been changed? Well, it would have been um – it would have been Packers 1, Saints 2, Seeds 3 would have been the Seahawks. 4 would have been the – It still would have been – It would still have been – The Eagles. It, it been, still would have been the Eagles. Three, yeah, 4 Eagles. I'm sorry. 5 49ers. 5 49ers, yeah. 6 it would be Vikings. the Vikings. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, so the Vikings would have played the Seahawks. Do you think the Vikings could have – I mean, honestly, how they looked against your Saints, I think the Vikings could have beat this, I think Mike, the Seahawks. I think Mike May. Mike Mayock, I'm sorry, folks. Mike Zimmerman, I think he, uh, I think how he beat us was he knows that we have two of the top five tackles. He moved all the defensive pass rushers in the middle. They would have got Russell Wilson just like they got Drew Brees. Oh, and I yeah. think, I think they would have won. That, I think they would have won that game. Um, I think the Vikings would be yeah. I think the 49ers would have clobbered I think the they Eagles. Would, I would, yeah. they, would, they would eat up the yeah. Eagles. Yeah. So, it <laughs> would it, so if we, looking forward, if that happened, the 49ers would have played the Packers, correct? Correct. No. Actually, no. The Packers play the lowest seed, so they play the Vikings, and the 49ers would come to New Orleans to play the Saints again. See, I don't oh. think that we could have beat, especially off one week's rest. I think that would have been a shootout of a yeah. game. I would have oh, yeah. loved to see that game. Again, yeah. Yeah. But I think that it would have been the Saints. But, I mean, honestly, though, the Saints, 
I don't I don't for for real, I don't know what to believe about the Saints because like the Saints, they on paper should be the team, but what people don't talk about in that overtime is the Saints had the ball yeah, and just ball. got stopped. Yeah. And so I don't know what to believe about the Saints. I think the Saints have the potential to be the best team in the NFL, but it's it's Chicago Cubs syndrome of have all the talent, but can you put it together? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Sean Payton can put it together, but I think the 49ers would have lost, and I think that the Seahawks would have beat at no, I would I would say the Vikings actually beat the Packers, mm. and it yeah. would have been it would have been Saints Vikings in the, in the <laughs> NFC Championship. Yo, I can't stand the Vikings. Like <laughs> Stephon stand, Diggs. I can't stand Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, you're not good. You're not good. <laughs> but on on to the real life, the reality, yeah, the real round. One. We got Vikings 49ers. I got 49ers in that game big. I got. I got 49ers in that game, but not by much. Okay, okay. I think that the same way in which the Vikings slowed down y'all's offense, I think it's going to be the same way. Like, I I see it kind of being a Patriots 14-13 type game. Yeah, I think this game is going to be decided by another field goal, hmm. like within three points. All right, what's the next game we got? Um, uh, then we have Titans-Ravens. Guys, I think the Titans can do it. I think you keep Ravens – I can't – you keep Lamar off the field, man. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, take clock off, take clock off. Be in Lamar's face just like you were in Tom Brady's face. Of course, Lamar ain't Tom Brady and Tom Brady ain't Lamar. Lamar and Chucky are just yeah, cliques. But going, I think the Titans can do that. I'm going with I'm going with Lamar and the Ravens just because – I think that the Titans, yes, the Titans can run the ball, but I think that Lamar and the Ravens can run the ball equally as well. And so I think Lamar is right now, until somebody figures him out, the Ravens are the most dominant and the most powerful team in the league just because nobody can stop Lamar because he can beat you with his arm, but he can also run – outrun anybody on the field for the most part except for like corners and safeties and stuff and so there's no way to contain him unless you bring the house and if you bring the house then he can just throw it over the top hollywood brown hollywood dude hollywood brown is quite a name i'm gonna go ravens also i think they just have more more weapons and more big play weapons than the titans do and i think they can yeah, like big play, and I think they can get big plays on the Titans. So I'm going to go Ravens. Definitely, definitely, definitely. We have Chiefs versus Texans. This is going to be – I think I think if everything goes to to my, my, my dreams, man, I'm thinking this is going to be like a 40, 45-40 game. It could be. It could be. Uh, maybe a, a 55-51 game. Something crazy, man. Yeah. I just see – I see something. I see something happening. Um, get Kenny Stills. Get DeAndre Hopkins. I think. Maybe I'm not sure. I gotta go check. Willie, Sne- Willie Sneed. Will Fuller. Will Fuller might be coming back. Um, and you know, you everybody knows the offense of the Chiefs. So I actually, guys, I don't have anyone. I'm just gonna watch it, man. You're gonna say it's a tie. <laughs> yeah. It ends up being a tie. Everybody gets pushed on triple threat match. Um, <laughs> I'm going with I. I want to say so bad the Chiefs, and I love the Chiefs so much, but the Chiefs are like the Georgia Bulldogs and choke in the playoffs, and they're they're regular season warriors, but in the playoffs they stink. So I'm going with that happens again. I don't want it to happen. I personally want the Chiefs. Honestly, that the Saints are out, like I would love to see the Chiefs 49ers in the, in the Super Bowl. Uh, that would be perfect. I and like that, yeah. I would love to see that, but mm, who be, knows if like if, if the Chiefs and Patty Mahomes. I think Patty Mahomes isn't your Alex Smith who chokes, but who knows? Like they lost last year, and it was in kind of convincing fashion. So who do you got, Gabe? I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs saw like the Patriots go out, and I think that like that's gonna spark them a little bit. Not saying the Patriots could have beat them. But, like, you know, Patriots are, like, big brother to everybody in the AFC for the longest time. I think the Chiefs want to take that mantle and take that. I think they're going to have an extra, like, something inside of them to go out and win this thing, win yeah. it all. So, I think I, th- I think the Chiefs win this 
by a couple touchdowns. Ooh. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. So, how do we feel about the Packers versus the Vikings? Packers Seahawks, bud. Um, ah, Packers Seahawks. Yeah, I got that confused in it's my okay. mind. Hey, brother, we I'm all not the one mistakes. that has it in front of me. I'm sorry. I mean, okay, whatever, man. You do you. <laughs> um, live free. I uh, so kind of going to that game. I think that the Seahawks will beat the Packers. I don't, and we've said it on the podcast before. Even though the Packers like are the number two seed, I don't believe in the Packers at all. Like, I don't think that Aaron Rodgers looks good. I think that defense is starting to crumble. I think that the Seahawks, personally, if I was to have one pick of, like, a convincing win, I think it's going to be the Seahawks over the Packers because I think the Packers are going to come in and get ran out the gym. Yeah. I think um, – I'm with you, dog. I think the Packers don't look good. Um, I don't. I think they kind of – you know, I've never seen a 13-3. and three. Yeah. Look so not thirteen three ish, um. But they are, you know, they have the second seed. They they're gonna have a home field. They're gonna have a home field. You know, it's, it's January in Lambo, so you know it's gonna be cold. Bro, that's so cold. Whew. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Like, do and they have do they have heaters in the stands? They I think they have heat. Yeah, I think they because have heaters like, in the seats and stuff. If I if there's no heaters in the stands. I would not go to like I love the Packers and I love like football, but talking no. me into something where it's like zero degrees Fahrenheit, <laughs> don't know if I can do it. Gabe, who you got in this game? I'm gonna go with the Seahawks as well. I think they have momentum, especially after that win. So yeah, I'm gonna go Seahawks. Yeah, my bad. I didn't say my thing. Uh, I'm gonna go Seahawks as well. I'm gonna Seahawks as well. Um, dude. But uh, kind of breaking this, like, playoff thing, have y'all seen, the, like, the news that's been going on, like, this past – honestly, today and, like, the past couple days of, like, the Cowboys are getting – Mike McCarthy. The Cow- Cowboys are getting Mike McCarthy after a sleepover at Jerry Jones' house. Did you see that? Yo, I wonder, like, how that word, like – Did Jerry – Mike, also, Mike, Mike, Mike comes out in his PJs. Jerry, can I have a glass of milk before I go to bed? <laughs> <laughs> did Mike sleep on the couch, or you, he had to have get it, had his own? Yeah, his own bed. But I, I love like thinking about Mike McCarthy. Like he's he's probably two fifty, two sixty, a big dude, and he's just chilling on the couch it's watching cartoons. <laughs> but so Cowboys got Mike McCarthy, dude. Gabe, how do you feel about the Baylor coach, Matt? Um, Rule, I think that's his name. I'm I'm have to look more into him. I don't really know about him. Um, I do know that we were talking about this earlier. He he changed Baylor around, so that's or he at least did something with them. So that's that's a good sign. Um, so it's not like he's coming in in any different type of territory. He he may be able to make a difference in that locker room. We'll see. But I mean, I'm. I don't know enough yet to know how I feel, but it's it's a start, you know. We have a new a whole new front office, so yeah. hopefully they can mesh together and build uh their relationship and stuff. Yeah, um yeah, I th- Matt Rule, he got he I guess there were some scandalous years with the Baylor team, football team, and he brought him out of that. He got into the number 8 team I think this year. Um he went up thirty-one ten on a playoff team, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, of course, came back and won. But he was the Big Twelve Player of the Co- Player of the Year, Coach of the Year. Um, we're gonna see. You know, I think Panthers fans. I think Panthers fans are gonna always be like, he's not wrong. You know, they're gonna they're not gonna like him for, at first because he's not wrong. I don't think he's gonna be loyal to Cam. Uh, we may see Cam go somewhere, and uh, we'll see. But uh, Matt Rule, y'all, Matt Rule. So I think Matt Rule, I think there are two extremes here. He's a college coach, and so you really don't know what's going to go on with college coaches because I see Matt Rule being possibly the greatest coach in Panthers history. I think he took Temple out of obscurity Mm -hmm. and brought them into relevance, and then he went to Baylor and brought them out of obscurity and brought them into relevance. Mm -hmm. And I think that the way, same way in which he's super charismatic, he's he's a 
he's a player's coach. I think that he can get the guys on the Panthers behind him, but he's a college coach. And so I think that he could be the the greatest Panthers coach of all time, but I also could see him as Chip Kelly, in which Chip Kelly was a great college coach. He revolutioned the college offense, kind of like Matt Rule did, but literally got ran out to gym in the NFL. And, like, he's never really – he regain that that stature. And so he destroyed a a playoff Super Bowl bound Eagles team. Yeah, but also like Philly Philly fans are ruthless. True. So that I think that played a part in uh, Chip Kelly's tenure as well. Carolina fans aren't as ruthless as Philly, so I don't, I don't think know, it'll. Kind of getting there, dog. <laughs> oh no, the I, way the way people have treated Cam, it's kind of yeah. concerning about the Panthers. Of like, yeah, Cam has been like y'all's quarterback and y'all's savior, and then next thing you know, Kyle Allen has two good games, and everybody, everybody yeah, start Cam, start Cam, please start Cam, and it's yeah. like, no, not that's not. But I think Cam, Cam, when he got drafted. There's always been mixed feelings. Even that twenty, even that fifteen and one season, people still were like, "Why is he dancing?" And yeah, doing the and stuff like that. And people still didn't give Cam the full credit of them going fifteen. But I also one. think that that also ties into the controversy of Cam. Of like, remember a couple years ago where Cam at Auburn got like got charges against him that his yeah. like dad or somebody took money from somebody else. It was a whole controversy, and I think that part. Partly brings the controversy of Cam, but I'm excited to see what happens with Matt Rule. We saw also today that uh, who do we have the Browns coach yet? No, not Brown coach. And from what I've seen, they haven't been interviewing anybody. I don't. They probably interview. I, I said this. People, but I've yeah. said this before. But if Urban Meyer come, becomes the Browns coach as the Ohio State legend. That would be huge for the Browns, and I think it would be huge for the city of Cleveland. I think Urban Meyer could be a great coach, but I don't see the ceiling as high as I see Matt Rules. Yeah, you want to say somebody? Oh no, no, no! Um, you got it. I don't like it. I think the Browns, as much as you want to say it, talent-wise on paper, they're a Super Bowl team. They need a a coach that's been there before. That's one before that can put structure and have discipline. I don't think we need to have. We don't. I think I'm not. A, I'm gonna say this as a Browns fan. We we don't have time for a coach to figure out how to be a head coach. Yeah. Because contracts are gonna come up, and we can't pay everybody. Well, I so we need to get. We need to win now. I thought Mike McCarthy would have been a great Browns coach. I did see Mike McCarthy. I thought that was gonna be a great Browns coach too, but I. I guess the pack, the Packers, the uh, Cowboys picked them up, and I mean, I I, I like it for the Cowboys. I really do. I I, I, I like know. Mike McCarthy. I think that he's a very good mind. I think that he's a very good, like, well-rounded coach. He always, I mean, he's won a championship, which not many people have. Now it was a stacked team to begin with, but yeah, I I think that it's a good, like, it's a resume builder nonetheless. Definitely. But also, we definitely got to talk about this Giants coach. Joe Judge, uh, Patriots special team guy, wide receiver coach. Anybody know what who he is? First of all, <laughs> and who, <laughs> and like Adam, you know I, football more than we do. Like, is this a good move for the Giants? Dog, he special team coach under Nick Saban for a couple years, for a few years. Uh, special team under Bill Belichick for a minute. He's he's you know. You know, assistants for the Patriots don't ever have a say so. It's all Bill Belichick talking. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. We're, we'll we'll see. It's more of a like who, but the Giants have been making some who movements later but because that <laughs> also I I just thought of this and I'm sorry to cut you off, yeah, but this definitely has to signify that Josh McDaniels is staying with the Patriots. Oh, yeah. Because if Josh McDaniels even had an inkling of going somewhere else, he would have been the Giants coach well, I for Josh, sure. I think Josh McDaniels shouldn't have a big market like he should. I mean – Better than Joe Judge. Yeah, better than Joe Judge. But, <laughs> but one, 
when he was with the Broncos as a head coach, he was a horrible head coach. Tim Tebow and a prayer from God is the reason they made the playoffs. I love Tim Tebow. I love Tim Tebow as well. Um, I love him too. Yeah. Uh, he's been, you know, he's been one of the great. He's been one, one, with one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. One of the greatest. He was the mind ever. And then he quit on a team. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that Indianapolis Colts thing, I will never get over. That was horrible. You don't yeah. do a team like that. Yeah. And Joe Judge, I mean, I don't know about him a lot. I don't know. My thing is, where is John Fox? Y'all couldn't pick up John Fox or something like that, or no. Gary Kubiak. <laughs> I I think I think John Fox is done. done. I think John Fox is done. Um, but kind of going to the last team that picked up a coach, kind of in the past couple weeks. How do we feel about Ron Rivera going to the I Redskins? It. I like it too. I I like it also. No, nah, but uh, Ron. My bad. My bad. I like it also. <laughs> I like it also as no, well. Ron. I think as much as, as important as it is to be a good coach, I think it's just as important to be like a good like kind of like mentor for the players as well. And I think Ron in Carolina, Ron Rivera was a really good mentor. Like everybody says good things about him and like the things he did and stuff. So I think that's good. I think that's going to be good for Dwayne Haskins, and especially. The Redskins are also like a very young team. I mean, they they. I mean, they still have some older players, but for the majority, the the core is a young team, and so having a good mentor is huge. And I think that he, Ron Rivera, I've never heard anybody talk bad about Ron Rivera. No, like yeah. there's no controversy, there's no nothing. So that just shows the character of him, and I I love the move as well. I think that it's it's going to be a great move for the Redskins. I think it's a a step in the right direction for the Redskins, and I think that they found their coach for at least. Five, maybe ten, maybe fifteen years. I don't know about fifteen years. Ron Rivera's in his sixties, but or in, oh. in his late fifties. He's but, gonna be like Joe Gibbs. <laughs> um, I like it, man. I really do. I think that. Um, I think yeah, like I think the Redskins are one of the most underrated teams on paper. They look really, 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 really good, and uh, but they keep getting injured. Um, like we were saying, they have like they have like. 11 defensive backs. We're not going to talk about the rest of the team. 11 defensive backs on IR in week oh. 17. That's ridiculous. This is not going to talk yeah. about the rest of the team. They still have Alex Smith. Everyone forgot about Alex. They still Bro, f- did you see that video that, like, Alex Smith's wife put together of, like, the year of recovery that Alex Smith has gone through? It was, like, real. It was like put to, like, sad music. And I almost cried. <laughs> I love Alex Smith. I love Alex Smith, too. Dude, I, I've always had a special place in my heart for Alex Smith since he since he brought the 49ers from obscurity into relevance. Now, I think it was all Jim Harbaugh, but Alex Smith was our quarterback. He's, cor- he's my quarterback. He's my quarterback. <laughs> Until no, Colin Kaepernick think, took his job. I think that – um. <laughs> I think I think it's gonna be awesome. I I just see great things going on. We're gonna see, man. I mean, the NFC East, they've got they fired three coaches and they've got three coaches. So we're gonna see what happens. Um, Doug Peterson, I know he's looking around like you know. Hey. I don't think Doug Peterson's gonna get fired though. I no, I no no, no no he won't. No, I'm saying no. I'm saying oh, Doug Peterson. I, he's the only coach that's not that hasn't got fired. He won't. No, Doug Peterson's there for gonna be there for until he probably retire. I think Doug Peterson's on a thing like hey. If I get my team healthy, I think we can make another run. Yeah. Carson, do we gotta put two helmets on you, boy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? Like, so I so kind of transitioning away from football. I have a question for you, and I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about like how prolific the Lakers are, and how they've had so many like big stars. And so the question that I have for you is, who do you think is the greatest Laker of all time? You have Kareem, Kobe, Shaq, Magic. You have Jerry West, the logo. You have all these guys. Who do you think is the greatest Laker of all time? I'm going to go with who majority of people probably would say, and I'm going to go with Magic Johnson. Yeah. And uh, I think not only was he the greatest Laker, but he was also – the greatest like leader in Lakers history and one of the greatest le- leaders in NBA history as well. And like his resume speaks for itself. He's a five-time champion. He's a three-times NBA Finals MVP. And one of those MVPs came in his rookie year and they were against the Sixers and the Julius Irving led Sixers. And um, Kareem got hurt. 
game six and Magic went in that center and dropped an almost triple-double in that game. So that just shows, like, how his, how good he was at such a young age as well. He spent his whole career with the Lakers, and his career was obviously cut short with the whatever he got. But um, <laughs> AIDS? Yeah. Buddy, you had to be on a rock to know Magic Johnson has, has AIDS. All right, brother, you got it. I mean, I know, I knew he, I know he, I, I just, hey, I know, I, you know, basketball guy. Man. All right, all right. I'm not you guys, so, I'm sorry. No, and also, he, he's third, all, no, either three or four all time in assists, I believe. But that's also considering how short his career was. So he could, I don't think he would have passed John Stockton, but he definitely would be number two all time in assists. So yeah. What? Who you got, Adam? I got a uh, cream the dream, cream the dream, cream the dream. Did you uh, cream the dream? Um, I think a lot of people don't give him a lot of credit, and I think honestly, if you want to say he, you can debate him to be the goat, the guy has won all three levels. He yes, he's won two uh, state championships in high school. He uh, lost a third one. He won two. He won. Two um, national championships at UCLA. L- lost one UCLA. Um, he has six NBA championships, six MVPs, two NBA finals, um, all-time leading in scoring. Of course, he played 20 years, but all-time leading in score. And I don't even want to go down the rest of his stats. And he was a great like advocate for the civil rights movement. Um, he's just a great guy. And I think that it's I think it's ridiculous that people don't put him in the GOAT conversation yeah. and like because people are like people like the GOAT conversation people are like oh Magic has six rings I mean uh, Jordan has six rings Kareem has six rings you know what I mean like um, I just think it's crazy I don't think I think it's crazy that he hasn't been in the GOAT conversation uh, I know I love Jordan I love LeBron a little bit more I think LeBron's the GOAT but yeah so I for this one, I'm going with the the youngest guy in the conversation, which is hard to say because he played 20, 21 years. But I'm going with Kobe Bryant. I'm going with Kobe Bryant just because I think that he was by far one of the most dominant scores in NBA history. Now he didn't have the magic. He didn't have the assists like he did. He wasn't tall like Kareem, and so he didn't have rebounds. But this guy could score on any any place on the court, and he could take over games like nobody else. Just look at the 81-point game. I mean, 81 points is nothing to scoff at. I mean, he – Will had 100. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so, he has the most – he has the Lakers, uh, like, record for most points in a season, Lakers record for – Points per game. He has the Lakers record for points scored in a game. He's the all-time leader in games played. He's, And we also got to talk about, like, this is the only guy out of, like, all of them that he spent 20 years with the Lakers. He devoted all his time, energy, heart, and soul with one franchise. Um, and so I think that Kobe's the greatest. Five rings. And honestly – like, the ones with Paul Gasol, like, Paul Gasol is a great player. Don't get me wrong. But he's no Shaq. And who – can somebody tell me who the third option was on the Paul Gasol team? Lamar Odom? <laughs> probably Andrew Bynum. Andrew Bynum, probably. Yeah. I don't know. But, but either one, he was really both young. those guys aren't good. And so, like, Paul Gasol's great. Don't get me wrong. But he's no Shaq. But I think Kobe, like – he cemented his legacy as the greatest Laker winning those rings against, especially against some of them being the greatest Celtics team, some say, ever assembled with the Truth, KG, Ray Allen, Rajon Rondo, all those guys. That's a four-headed monster out there in the East. So I think I'm going with Kobe Bryant. Yeah, yeah I, I like – I mean, I like that. I, I think Kobe Bryant is a very safe pick. Um I think he's a, I, th- I like it. I like it. So, I so they're also I mean kind of going off of uh, basketball, and, but there was huge news today of 
like the the Red Sox got caught or got caught using replays to steal signs from pitchers. And it was during that 2008 or 2018 World Series run. And this is literally a month and a half after the Astros got caught in that 2017 uh, World Series run. So how do we feel? I'm well, really scared that my Cubs are next. <laughs> Just so uh, breaking news, 2015 Cubs. 2016. Thank um, you. Me and you were talking about this when I was texting. Me and you had a long phone conversation. And you were like, what do you think the punishment to be, or what should be? And I, was, I said the manager should get suspended two years. GM should get suspended two years. Um, I think that you lose draft picks for first this two years. And I think it should be a $10 million fine. Um, and then I would, you know, I would give the exact same thing to the, to the Red Sox, man. And I would, I would, I would take the picks away for three years. Um, I'm suspending the manager and the GM, and I'm taking $10 million again from you. This is, just can't happen. I don't understand what happened to competition. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I also think, personally, as a baseball fan, I think this happens a lot, but because they won a World Series, they get the limelight on them, and so it gets shown. Um I would agree with a lot of your consequences that you would deal out. I wouldn't go with taking away draft picks just because in the MLB, if you take away draft picks, you're you're dooming a franchise. Um, and so I think that there definitely needs to be a fine. I think that the GM or somebody higher up, or some somebody in a position of power that could have possibly known about this, they definitely need to be suspended. I mean, I agree that there is competition, but – Part of me also is, like, it's only cheating when you get caught. Of, like, I think a lot of teams do this, but they're the teams that get caught. And I hate, like, there's definitely no way that I agree that the Red Sox or the Astros should get their World Series titles, like, stripped from them. Because I don't think it's that serious. And it, I don't think it definitely goes down with the 1919 Black Sox scandal that happened in the early 20th century. But it's still a big controversy. It's – I don't know. I it's in We're in a weird spot because I don't know, like, what the punishment should be because we really haven't – other than this past year, we've never had, like, a big controversy like this regarding a World Series champion since, really, the 1919 Black Sox. So – the consequences are weird because it's not a simple we should suspend this player for this many games. It's a what should we do about the whole organization? Yeah. Y'all, okay. y'all think it's a coincidence that it happened in to a Massachusetts team? Yeah. I, I didn't put those two yeah, together until right now. I didn't either. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think you think I mean I know you were saying taking bad picks away is kind of um dooming, but I think I think teams like this shouldn't be in contention for a World Series anytime soon. I just think I just think I know it's not fair, but it's not fair what they're doing. And yes, yes, I do believe that every team does it. I think that people still put bounties on people in the football. Yeah. Um, you know, because I just think like I was telling I think I was telling Buddy when I was in Texas, same same conversation actually. You know, Jeremy Shockey he got upset because we weren't resigning him or something like that, and he went to the NFL. But if we were to sign him and gave him the money he wanted, he would have shut up, and it still would be happening. So I just think, yeah, I think, I think everyone does it. It's just you get caught, yeah. and like, and I think it's a thing like people get comfortable and they forget what they're doing is wrong, and so they're just like, yeah, and I think they get really comfortable when they start winning, you know. Also, I just I just thought of something. The I was thinking of thinking back because I I remember I just said that like we haven't really seen anything, but we have. I think it was like four or five years ago. It was either the Cardinals or the Giants got caught in like stealing scout like draft picks, like s- stealing scout information from mm. other teams about players of like that they hadn't scouted before, and so like. With that, there I think MLB isn't nearly as strict as the other two leagues are. I think if this happened in the NFL, if this happened in the 
NBA, this would be under a lot more scrutiny. But yeah. I think the MLB, they have so much going on. Yeah. That, that, like, the farm system is so much more So much than, weird, it, yeah. It's <laughs> so much weird stuff. The, the baseball, they got shot clocks now. They've got a lot to worry <laughs> about in trying to revolutionize, like, the baseball industry and they're trying to tame any bad light and so personally i don't think that a whole lot is going to happen i don't think that they're it's going to be like the astros or the red sox are going to be out of contention for the next couple of years well and i i'm glad you said that i really think as a basketball well, i'm a baseball fan too i love baseball but i think roger goodell people hate him and i think Adam Silver, people love him. I think they both do pretty well with. Also, rest in peace to the old commission. Actually, yes, David, David Stern. Stern. Yes, R. Rest R. in peace. You yeah. know, guy that real quick, a guy that made the NBA worldwide and changed up a lot. And I and saw like on, I think it was like a thirty for thirty or a small documentary that like when he took over the NBA, it was like it was about to go bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so like him revolutionizing that from going from bankrupt bankruptcy to most, arguably most. the the most second most viewed sport in America, sometimes even in the world. Yeah. Like yeah. that's just wild. Um but but back but back to Adam Silver and Roger Goodell, I think they I think their punishments are pretty pretty right, pretty accurate. I think what they do is like the like the drugs twenty five games, uh for the NFL dr- drugs four games. I think that's I think that's right. I think I just think it's right. I think what they're doing is right, and uh, of course they have so many people to deal with, and the commissioner of baseball has to deal with thirty teams. Basically, if you really, basically if you really want to go, you could say. 120 teams, honestly. Yeah, I because mean, they have the, the, the farm system has to be managed as well. Yeah, so and Roger Goodell's only do 32. He probably, he's probably honestly splitting that in half, so having somebody do another yeah. half. And same thing with no, Adam he Silver. would have like 17 just so he could say, I do the most, <laughs> do, do the majority, <laughs> or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But no, I agree. Um, I think that baseball, I think the difference between baseball and basketball also, they don't have the they don't have this like the following that those other two do. Yeah. Like, if something like this happened in the NFL, it would be swarmed about because people love the NFL and all this stuff. Yeah. If this happened in the NBA, people would swarm about it because they're talking about it. But baseball, you really don't. And there's so many games like this happened in the World Series, yes. But I really don't imagine people doing this in the in the regular season because that would be too many games. And it's a thing like this too. How do we not know like? I do not know. Let's go. What's the team that sucks? Marlins. Okay, I was gonna say Marlins. How do we not know they were not? They were probably doing this. They they probably were like, we could beat the Marlins guys. Let's not do it against the Marlins. Yeah. And doing it against the Yankees. Yeah. You know, they did. They did it against the Yankees. You're not gonna catch it if they do it on one team. You know. So definitely, I don't know. I'm very. I am very curious what the punishments are gonna be for both teams. Um, I don't know if the Astros have got their t- punishment yet. They have no, yeah, no, no. That not nothing, at least that I know of, has come any punishments that have come out about the Astros. Yeah, so I'm I'm very 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 um because I think this will set the pre like whatever happens. This is for the Astros and the Red Sox. This is going to set the precedent for the league. And I think I also think honestly, the reason the Red Sox got caught, Paulie, is because the Astros got caught. They thought they probably yeah. figured out the Astros were doing it, and they were like. And the re- All right, let's go check but out every World Series team. <laughs> and, and kind of going back to the Astros, the reason why the Astros got caught is because a Dallas pitcher didn't get his money. Yeah. And so it was the same way with Jeremy Shockey. He went to the league and said, hey, during our 2016 cha- or 2017 championship run, we were using trash cans yeah. to like when a changeup was going to come. And so who knows? It could have been completely different. But I, I – think that it is only fair because we are in the United States and I know we're not a political podcast we're a sports podcast but I think that we need to share some light on and kind of give our takes on this whole Iran situation because as many of you know the United States is in a heated debate with Iran because what debate. happened was it debate conflict tension whatever you want to call it what you call it buddy 
So from what I understand, and I, I, I want to get your, I want to get your, you guys' ideas moving forward. But from what I understand, this guy, I don't remember his name, but an Iran top general, kind of led a insurgent, so to speak, in a on a U.S. embassy in Afghanistan. And that's where a lot of people don't know that, but that's why Donald Trump sent a drone strike and blew the dude out of the sky um, in Iran. And then Iran has said, we're going to retaliate, and they have. And as of right now, they've retaliated and tried to bomb multiple U.S. embassies in, I think it was Iraq, Afghanistan, other places in the Middle East. What do you guys think, because there's a lot of like World War Three memes of stuff like that. What do you guys think is going to happen? How do you think this all going to play out? Um, I, I am a positive person. I don't think it's going to be as bad as like everybody thinks it's going to turn out. Um, I do think there should have been way more thought put into this. I mean, I, I can't speak for them because they know way more than me, but I, I think, I feel like there should have been more thought put into how they could, you know, resolve that issue, but I don't know. I, I I don't think it's going to be as bad as, you know, what everybody's making it out to be. Um, I want to thank you, Jacob, for, um, you know, putting out that the days before the, the strike from U.S., there was attack on the U.S. Embassy. Well, yeah. And that's something, like, that's something that I knew because I saw – I saw the breaking news that they're deploying about a thousand soldiers to Iraq because the embassy was like attacked, which I'm like, yes, like, like, yeah, I do think the deployment of the troops were needed. I don't think the airstrike was so much needed, but I do think, I do believe in strike if you get struck. And I think it's, I just think it's a thing like, I just think it's a thing like this. I think like if two guys are in a fight, right? And two guys in a fight and like the police show up and the one guy who hit first, he's all bloodied up on the ground. They're going to throw the they're going to throw the guy that's not bloodied up yeah. in the in jail. Even though the guy that was bloodied up, you know, it was like even though he threw the the, I, the, the punch first. I I get what you're saying. Yeah, and, that like, makes sense. I'm just trying to clear it up for like the view like listeners and stuff. And I just think like I think that's People are like, all oh, people, people like, all oh, America we shouldn't have struck and this, this and that. But well, I think that like, and this is just my personal belief of the U.S. society as a society as a whole is very ignorant, and we're in a society of like where we see, where we see tabloids, where we see. I wouldn't say fake news, but we see a flash of something and we say, this is what happened. And so we saw that the U.S. struck down one of the top military leaders in Iran, but not many people knew that we had an embassy that was taken over. And I'm not saying this as what we did was justified, but there was also a guy, and not many people know about this either, and what actually I didn't know about it until my roommates talked to me about it, of there was like a guy that talked about this same general this same leader like five to ten years ago and how how bad he was and how bad like this guy has taken over so many u.s embassies he's killed like 200 300 or him and his men or he's orchestrated and killed like 200 or 300 of u.s like diplomats or soldiers or something like that and so the guy for in my opinion definitely should we we need to retaliate in some way now it could have been diplomatic talks but i personally don't think whatever happens i don't think that a world war three is going to happen and no i no i don't i think um me and you were talking about how like the guy was a like a war criminal i i think it's kind of like not relevant yeah. to the situation now um but i don't know I, I don't know. I just think that um I just think I I don't know. I I do I do agree with you though that people see 
they see something and they don't ask why. Yeah. You they know, just see I it know, at face value. I know in the fourth grade, my bad, folks. Going all the way back. I know to in the, the fourth, fourth grade, grade, my teacher, Miss Whatever, forgot her name. She would say, every time you see a situation, ask the four what's and the, the five W's and the one H. Who, or what, like that. who, what, who what, when, where, why. why, and how. And I feel like if we start asking, and I, and I do think the World War Three memes are fun. Like, they're, I think, I love them. I think they're they are amazing. funny. Yeah. And they are funny and like, they're amazing, but I think like I think if you're gonna be a person that is gonna make a serious like serious talk about a serious you have to accusation, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. If you're gonna say a, a serious like point on this, a serious take on this, you gotta be informed about everything. Yeah. And like I know like people are just like I'm not a Trump supporter, but people are just like, oh, Trump's idiot. He shouldn't done that. I don't agree with him striking, but. I the feel like only, if any other president would have done that, he would have been praised. But yeah, the only thing that I'm I'm concerned about in this whole talks of Iran is one, I think that Iran is messing with the wrong president. Of like, oh yeah, I think that if this would have happened under Barack, it would have had a completely different like something would have happened. That would have maybe been more diplomatic, or we might have went in undercover and assassinated this guy and blamed it on a local militia or something, or something like, like that. that yeah. But I think that Donald doesn't care. Yeah, like, I, I think Donald's way too prideful. Yeah, and that's what concerns me. Of like, we're like right now we're sending in troops to Afghanistan, to Iran, to Iraq, these Middle Eastern country, and. I'm just worried, and there's. I think that like there's there's talks of like Trump's soon gonna get like the the permission to grant war or something like that. And I think the only thing that worries me about Trump is Trump is very hot headed, and like Trump is very patriotic and nationalistic. And so this is a not a good situation for either side. But also people don't realize that a couple years ago, Iran had nuclear missiles. Yeah. And so that in itself could should be – they didn't have it all fully developed, but they were in works of trying to do it. Um, and so I'm iffy on the whole situation, but there needs to be retaliation – but we shouldn't be sending our own like men over there if we can try to fight it. So it's a whole it's a whole thing. So I don't know yeah, what to do. Yeah, it's a really big thing that um, I don't think all of us. I think some of us are. I think we're kind of warm, but not all the way through like constitution, like diplomatic diplomats, and we don't think we're not all the way completely informed. But I don't know. It is it is very scary. War is a very scary thing. So and also we also and it just occurred to me now. We also have to kind of keep in mind that a presidential like a presidential election is happening within the next year. And so like we could be have a completely set of circumstances in 6 months, 8 months, 10 months time mm-hmm. than we do now. But the way in which it seems now there's going to be an end of it could be war, it could be something else very quickly because it seems like everything is escalating very quickly but kind of going back to the world war three thing and i'll let you finish adam Mm -hmm. but i don't think that there's going to be world war three just because i as a history major as a teacher there doesn't seem to be any as much alliance systems in place of nobody likes iran except russia Mm -hmm. and like if russia gets involved then maybe china gets involved but China and Russia aren't big friends either. And, like, I don't even know if Russia would want the smoke from the United States of, like, if we declare war on Iran, then I don't, I don't know. It, it's it's a, It still is a scary scenario as U.S. citizens. And I think it's scary. One big thing, nuclear, war, nuclear missiles. That's something that – there was one in the last world war. Now – but There's I don't think them, yeah. I don't think because it's so common, I personally don't think anybody is gonna I think everybody wants to live. Like <laughs> and and I'm not saying that in like a joking manner, but like yeah, it, it's everybody like because we know 
unlike World War II, if we did this, they could, in World War II, we could do this and no repercussions really would happen. If Donald Trump send nuclear missiles to Iran, then this could cause a whole chain of events where Iran sends it back to us and we have to send more and it's a whole fiasco. And so I think that we don't have this idea of mutually assured destruction. Now, I, the Cuban Missile Crisis was concerning because we were ready to blow up Russia and Russia was ready to blow up us. So it could have been a whole set of scenarios. And we was ready to die. We were ready <laughs> to die. But it's a whole scenario. I think that it's going to be interesting to play out. I'm excited to talk with you guys about it next week because I think by next week it's going to be completely different circumstances. So it's going to be interesting. But, Adam, since you're fresh on the podcast, I think we're going to round this one up. Since you're fresh back on the podcast, do you have any words of encouragement, any pickup lines for our millions and millions of viewers? You know, guys, um, I want to tell you guys, um, I've retired from the pickup line industry. This man's all cuffed up, and he's retiring from the pickup line industry. I'm retiring from the pickup line industry, bro. I mean, I just don't, you know, I just don't have any pickup lines to, you know, give anymore. I'm just out of it. I'm out of the juice. I'm sorry. I know we we talk about these pickup lines a lot, but. Gabe, are you a big pickup line guy? Like, have you used a pickup line before? Because I know uh, that, like, I have not used a pickup line before. I, I and I know Adam has, but have you? No, I have not. I have not used a pickup I, I line picked before. Up, I've, bro. Bro, yes. I've used a pickup line before. I've used the Hey Big Mama. <laughs> Y'all remember that one? <laughs> to who? <laughs> no. No, I'm just kidding. Arthur, you said this somebody. I'm like, Take him. no, don't ever call a woman hey, big, big mama. mama. <laughs> you want a drink? But... Guys, it's been a good one. I hope that you've – it's been an informative one, a good one. Sports, politics, basketball, football, baseball. We've got it all in this podcast. So, guys, have a good week. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. 2020. 2020. Whoop, whoop, whoop.